Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? Season four, episode one. Who'd have, who'd have thought we would got to see season four when I started this uh a couple of years ago, but I'm happy to be here. I'm still having fun doing it. So we're just moving forward. Uh, we're about 12 hours away from 2024, right? So uh, a early happy new year to everybody and uh, a wish for all the best for 2024 for all of you. Uh, it's a great time to reflect, um, you know, on what went well in 2023 you know, what didn't go well. And I'm not just talking about the hobby. I'm talking about life in general, right? Uh, We're here for the hobby. We're here to talk about the hobby, but just a great time to look back over the year and say, hey, what went well? What didn't go so well? And let's set some goals for 2024. You know, uh, some short term, uh, some some short little small goals and some big goals, right? Uh, I see a lot of people posting their pyramids of cards. It's like a year-end tradition now. Uh, I, I remember doing that last year, uh, and I haven't done it yet this year, but uh, I'm going to do it. But I, I'm, I'm kind of in a little funny place because I just received my first submission back from SGC and some of my big goal cards from last year are there. So they it just came back. So uh when I when I get them out and I get them set up, I'll do my I'll do my pyramid. But uh, but you know, shout out to SGC. Um, I just said my first submission to them. Um, it was super easy. Put the order together online. I mean, I know it's it's really not that hard, you know, even with PSA and stuff like that. But I just found that you didn't have to go through like you, the prices on the cards. You know, and I know with PSA, when I'm putting some orders together, I gotta I make a pile here because these cards are over four ninety nine, and these cards are under, and this and that. But it was a lot different for that for for SGC, uh, and it was super fast. Right, I had questions. I had some questions for them. Uh, I had question on the autos. I had question on delivery. They responded immediately. I went on. I asked a question within within minutes. I was getting, you know, within 10, 15 minutes, I had a response back to answer to my question. Uh, I've had questions with PSA that I wait for, you know, 12 hours for, for a response to come back from them. So, again, it was nice. Uh, even with the holidays, they promised five to 10 days and they delivered, you know, I got my, from the time they received my cards to the time I got my cards back, it was within 10 days. So super excited about that too. Uh, I'm not going to go through those cards here. Uh, I'm going to do a separate video. Uh, those it's all, that's all women's soccer in there. So I'll do a separate video on that. I may even do uh, an IG live, but, but keep an eye out for that. There'll be a video. I think there's 
I don't even remember 15, 20 cards in there. So it won't be a long video, but definitely uh, I know what the grades are already because I looked online and uh, I was really, really happy with the grades. So uh, I'll look forward to doing that video. I am in two fantasy championships today. Uh, unfortunately, in one, I'm, I'm up against C.D. Lamb and he went off last night. So uh, hoping for a big day from my squad. Hopefully they can, uh, we can pull out a win on that league. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm in every year I, I seem to make it to the championship. So I know I'm doing something right. Uh, I'm in a third place game. I lo I was, I was heavily favored, uh, last week. I was first place team, heavily favored going in. And I just went up against just a ton of people who went off. So I'm, I'm heavily favored now today for the third place spot. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. There's no guarantees, right? So these games are played. All right. So let's jump into today's episode. Uh, what NFL players am I prospecting on in 2024 and why? Um, why wouldn't I be prospecting? You know, I set up at shows. Um, it's part of, you know, it's a strange thing to say because you'll, you heard me talking back on earlier seasons saying, oh, the prospecting, you know, it really doesn't pay off. And then last year, you know, I started process. I, I said, I'm going to do this differently. I've watched, I've watched, I've learned, I've learned from other people, see what other people are doing. I listen to what people are saying. So last year I went and I prospected on a guy like Desmond Ritter and I made sure I got rid of all his cards before the season started, before the first kickoff of the season. So it really didn't matter to me how well he didn't do as long as the hobby was saying the values are up and, and I, you know, you buy it and this is what I'm doing, right? This is what I, uh, I, I setting up, being a dealer, setting up, it's, it's being able to buy the card at a great price and sell it for a profit, right? I mean, that's it. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, and it's what the hobby determines, you know, and I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. All three of these guys are quarterbacks, right? And why? Because the hobby determines the money is in the quarterbacks, right? And, and, and you can't go against that. I could go against that and say, wow, I really believe in this running back. I mean, he's just an amazing running back and I could go buy all these cards and grade them all. And they could probably be down because, you know, it, it's a tough position, torn ACLs and, and everything else. These guys are in and out of lineups all, all, all year long, you know, and, and you never know if somebody gets an injury they're they're you know, the, the prices of their cards are dropping. So my my three QBs that I'm prospecting on, two are probably more obvious choices, and I think one's going to be a surprise for you. Um, so my first one, C.J. Stroud, right? Obvious choice for sure. Uh, probably going to be the most prospected guy uh, quarterback out of all the of all the QBs this season. You know, even in the off season, I think here's a guy that. Um, played most of the season. He played well. Um, not a very, not a great supporting cast right around him. But if you watched him play, you could see there was a lot of talent there. 
Uh, and even like when when I you look at the card prices, which I, I like, I watch him play. I watch all the football games, but I'm also following all the card prices, and and even even these lower end cards, you know, like the Don Russ stuff like that, they're already fe- fetching, you know, higher than normal prices on on a guy like him. So you know, you know, I and even the even and like you could tell. For any of you that are always like checking on break or looking at breaks to see what the prices of teams are, you could tell that the Texans are higher, you know, than most all the other teams, right? Because everybody's trying to get the uh, the CJ Stroud card. Uh, he's proven not only to be an NFL caliber quarterback, uh, but one really we should be talking about for years to come. And I say should because we know how quickly things change for prof- professional athletes. You know, so if something, you know, I'm going to say this. I watched Mac Jones and I watched Zach Wilson and I watched Desmond Ritter. And nothing about what they did ever made me say, oh, wow. This kid's got some talent, right? Not, nothing about them. And this is my own opinion on this, right? So uh, this kid like C.J. Stroud, when I'm watching him throw these balls and drop these dimes, I'm like, wow, this, this kid can really play. So there's really something special about, about him. So that's why I say we should be watching and talking about him for years to come. Uh Many things can go wrong, and we know that things change quickly. But I think he is someone that's showing a lot of great talent at an early age. And we talk about these, you always hear, oh, when Josh Allen came in the league, wow, he was great, but we, you know, he couldn't throw the ball. Lamar Jackson, he was great. He was a great mobile quarterback, but he couldn't throw the ball, right? And and they're quarterbacks, right? So we, we got into this thing in the NFL where all of a sudden we wanted everybody to be running quarterbacks, right? So not many people can run you know, and throw the ball well. But if you're a quarterback to me, you still need to be able to be clutch, drop back in that pocket and be able to to throw a ball and put it where it's supposed to be. So I think, again, uh, I've got a lot of high hopes, a lot of high hopes for this kid. So one thing I'm going to do on these three, um, I'm going to just compare prices of identical cards. Right. And it's a card that I bought on all three of these quarterbacks. So uh, I'm giving you the current comps on them, but uh, it's cards I've already purchased. So these Don Russ optic rated rookie preview blue scope. Right. They're all raw cards. Um, So CJ Stroud, uh, about one hundred and fifteen dollars for this card. One one did sell last night uh, for one hundred and twenty six dollars, fifty cents. And that was with. 29 bids, right? So it wasn't like a buy it now or something. So people were actually bidding on this. So we could say the very last comp, 126.50 on, on, on that card. Uh, and I've watched this card go up um, over the last few weeks. I watched this card start at 60, 70, go to 80, go to 90, you know, mid to upper 90s, then to 100, then 105 and 110, now 150. So I still see this card is, is still projecting upward uh, steadily. Uh, my number two guy, probably another obvious choice, uh, Anthony Richardson. 
So he was, I mean, I think he was a surprise to begin with getting picked number four overall in the draft, but he tore up the combine. And I think that, you know, certainly people took notice of him and that's why he got selected so high. Uh, and it was actually, you know, it, it, it's funny because you see, you know, going into the draft every year, like the, the, the people who we really count on to, to tell us, you know, it's their profession, like where where these people should be drafted and why. And and it's always funny to see that, no matter, you know, it's like the weather, no matter how well you predict it, you don't predict it. There's certain, you know, factors that you just can't predict. And and I know one of them, you know, and I've talked about this, you know, here, but I've talked about this with so many people is, you know, when you're when somebody gets drafted, I mean, they may have all the talent in the world, but if they go to a team that has a terrible supporting cast or terrible coaches or, you know, it may just not, it may not work for that player. Right. So you could get a real talented quarterback, just go to a really crappy team and never really become the guy right in, in the NFL. Um, and then some of these teams, trade up like uh, Chiefs did in 2017 and grab a guy like Mahomes. Now, you know, he, I think he probably, I mean, he's an unbelievable quarterback, but he went somewhere where, you know, his, his, his talents, this team was able to build right around it. So they weren't the worst team in the NFL and what's happens right with the, a lot of times it's had, it's getting different now, but it happens a lot where, you know, the worst team gets the first pick, right? So sometimes you get a team like Cleveland or Detroit that need three or four of those first picks before they can get out of the basement, right? So they're not picking, picking first in the draft every year. So just picking one guy is not going to change your whole draft. But if a team, you know, a, a middle of the road team or a team that had, you know, is right on the edge and maybe making the playoffs or things like that, then now they trade up and pick up a player that may be just the missing piece they need to to propel this team to to greatness. So there's a lot of different factors that go in, go into you know drafting and and it's always interesting to see you know no matter what people say what happens to the player once once they get out there and and the first one is generally never the one that that pans out right never it's it's the guy being picked first overall just doesn't seem to ever ever pan out uh and richardson back to him right to me he has the most upside of all these quarterbacks uh drafted in 2020 2023 because of his size and his speed right he's 6'4 244 pounds and he can run uh you know a 44340 right i mean <laughs> that's unbelievable so so the guy comes in he's all the rage right it's a dual threat lots of upside then he gets injured. Uh, Season-ending ending injury. He goes out on IR, has surgery to his thro throwing shoulder. And right now, I, I, I have to believe it's just out of sight, out of mind, right? Because I'm looking at, I'm looking at his prices, um, and I see Stroud's prices way up there. And his prices are about half the prices right now. Even even the draft, even the the uh, the breaks, you know, the Colts are are very reasonably priced. And I mean, 
I think to myself, shh, right? Don't say anything. Like, just keep getting them because, you know, everybody, everybody likes to believe in somebody, right? And when it comes to the off season, it's unbelievable how great people people become. Like how much, how, how you know, certain articles or certain people or somebody goes on, somebody like me, right, and saying, oh, I think this guy is, bit, you know for whatever reason it is i know i'm not moving the market by any means but but for whatever reason like somebody says something or something happens or there's there's news you know going into training camps or whatever and all of a sudden somebody you know prices start going up and i i think this is a guy they're going to be very excited about you know coming in going into june july and august and for the start of next year so i think it's a i think it's a great guy very reasonably priced to uh, to prospect on. So now his same card, the Don Ross Optic Rated Rookie Preview, the Blue Scope, uh, forty five to fifty dollars. So they'd been around. I mean, I think this the the sales that I saw that there was one at fifty two, right? But most of them have been around between forty and forty four dollars, forty five dollars. You know, right, right in that, and it just really depends. You know, with eBay, it depends on on the shipping, right? What the shipping is. Um, so a lot of times, and that's a funny thing too. Um, and it's something I don't think I've ever mentioned. And I talked to other people, and somebody said, "I don't think you ever mentioned that on the podcast." But it's funny when you you know you look up comps too. You have to look at the shipping on some things. Like all of a sudden, somebody will say, "Oh, like." You know, this the, the, this card was selling at, you know, $100, $110, $105, whatever. Oh, there's a comp here at $60. And sometimes you go click on it, and it's like $22 for shipping or $30 for shipping. And I'm like, well, there you go. It's it's The card didn't sell at $60. I mean, somebody, <laughs> they're asking, somebody bought the card, probably didn't realize, didn't look at how much the shipping was and re- didn't, you know, realize that there was, oh, I got taken or I got beat. I just paid you know, $25 to have this thing shipped uh, a couple states away. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. There's just a, I'm just throwing that one in there today, right? Uh, sometimes when you look up comps and I see a real low comp or a comp that it doesn't look like, sometimes it's not right. Sometimes it was like, oh, you know, maybe this thing got sold in the middle of the night or something, but sometimes I'll peek at it and I'll say, oh, look, yeah, look, the shipping on this thing was, was absurd. So, uh, but yeah, so 45 average, 40 in the 40s for this guy compared to, you know, over 100 for CJ Stroud. So here's two guys that came in. They started for their for, for their teams. One guy gets injured and he's out the rest of the season. Another guy is playing. He's showing his worth like to someone like me who's watching them to see how talented he is. Well, now his cards are twice as much. Is that going to be the same next year? I don't know. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that these prices are going to be coming close. So out buying these cards at forty-five or fifty dollars now, they could be worth a hundred dollars or you know eighty, a hundred, maybe more. Come you know June, July. I don't know. All right. So my dark horse <laughs> number three, Hendon Hooker. So why Hendon Hooker? He was selected in the third round of the draft by the Lions. And I say the team name because a lot of people, if you didn't really watch college football, a lot of people really don't know who he is. And I've mentioned that to people and they're like, oh, who does he play for? Right. Because 
he was he was injured coming out of college, torn ACL. Uh, his his you know stock draft plummeted a little because of injury and because of his age at 25. Uh, he's probably one of the older QBs coming out of college or being drafted. You know, like you know, being at the draft for the first time at 25 years old, right? Um, he's been uh, he's been rehabbing all season for for the uh, for the Lions. So he just uh, uh, you know they just took him off. I guess you know signed him to the squad or or whatever. Like he he was inactive for the games, but he could have been active. I mean, he re- rehabbed enough where he's back to playing again. It's not like he's he's still rehabbing and um. I feel it's almost the perfect scenario for him to succeed, right? He's he's drafted to a team with a ton of young, talented players that are rising to the top, right? I think the the, the Lions uh, in the NFC are a team on the rise. They've made a lot of changes. They've got a lot of draft picks over the last few years, and a lot of the a lot of these these players are really really talented players on both sides of the ball offense and defense right so they're becoming a well-rounded team out there their current quarterback Jarrett Goff um who most will probably say he's you know a very one of the weaker starting quarterbacks in the NFL um he has one year left on this insanely huge contract I mean his contract is huge if you it's unbelievable how much they pay this guy to play, um, and if and if Hooker can come in next year and play behind him or even replace him, uh, it would allow Detroit to cut ties with with Jared Goff and this all this money, right, to let him go, uh, and Hooker would still be under a rookie contract, right? That would turn up a whole bunch of money to keep all these other, be able to pay all these other players that are coming off their rookie contracts, right? And they want to start getting paid. Um, and there's a ton of them. There's a ton of these guys that they've drafted. Even like last year, they had, I mean, just in the last year's draft, they have three people they drafted that are that that, that are all starting there in Detroit. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a team that's definitely has a lot of talent. And if they could keep that talent together and keep it going, they really could be, you know, a top team in the NFC. But I think it all comes down to money. And I think if, if, you know, Hooker could come in and play, I know it's definitely a long shot. You know, I, I thought, you know, I, I, with Tampa Bay, I thought the same thing with Kyle Trask, right? It was almost a perfect storm for Kyle Trask to come in and replace Brady and be the guy. Uh, and I've got a box of his cards sitting over here that have gone nowhere and probably will never go anywhere because I don't think anybody's ever going to want them, right? Um, but I think Hooker is a much more talented quarterback. Uh, I also think because he's older, more maturity, and older players... I think they fight harder because they know their window of opportunity is smaller. You know, I think it's a different outlook for a guy who's coming in at 19 or 20 or 21 years old, right? Versus a guy that's 25. And I know it, it, there's only a few four or five years difference between the two, but that in that time of your life, that four or five difference, four or five years difference is huge, right? So a player that comes in at 25, um, 
you have to imagine that if uh, Detroit picks them up, I mean, and he plays for them, he's going to be playing, you know, to almost 30 years old, right? Where you get a younger guy comes in 2021, I'm signing a rookie contract, you know, uh, and after that, I want to sign like a 10-year contract, right? Or something like that. So I think the mindset is different. And I think he, he being at that age and another year older, right, next year at 26, would realize, man, if, if I don't make it here, I'm probably, it's probably not going to happen for me. So if the dream is real for him uh, and, and time is of the essence, I mean, I, I, I think he could, he could, I, I don't want to say he could be a starter. He could work his way into being a starter, right? So uh, now his cards, so not breaking the bank uh, by any means. <laughs> Again, the uh, optic rated rookie preview blue scope raw. 10 to $15, right? So here you've got 10 to 15, then, you know, 45 to 50, and then 115. So really, to me, prospecting on, you know, three different tier, but I think the first two, uh, Stroud and Richardson, I really think they're in the same tier. I just think their prices aren't in the same place right now. So to me, you know, I'm probably picking up more Richardson cards than anything right now because I just think that 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 he's my last year's Ritter, right? Really, I I, I think he's my last year's Ritter. And, and one thing I know, like Desmond Ritter uh, last year and Mac Jones the year before, you know, only one or two of these these quarterbacks are going to be all the rage come June, July. Right. And if you could hit it right, if you could, if you, if you figure it out now who it's going to be and, and, you know, because what happens is, right. We, when they say, ah, Richardson's the guy to buy, it's too late. Right. Uh, Or Stroud. Oh, he's the guy. You got to go get him. It's too late. Or Hooker. He's the guy. It's too late. When someone says that, so that's why it's called prospecting. Right. That's why, you know, just try to look ahead. Right. And I'm, and I'm, and, and I, I like doing this. Right. I know it's money. I know it's money going out. Um, but if, if one of these guys hits, right, it's going to pay for all three for me buying all three. And, and I'd have to think with the first two, um, it can go, it can, it can't, it can't go anywhere but up, right, for them. Uh, any of those, any of these rookie quarter, I mean, and again, I keep going back, right, to the, you know, to these guys over the last few years, but, you know, I watched their cards come out and I sold those cards for, you know, at the shows, I would get these cards and I would sell them for 10, 15, 20, 30, $40. All right. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, that $40 card that, that, you know, gemmed came back a PSA 10 is worth 400 or $350. Well, I'm not going to be the guy selling the $40 card. I want to be the guy buying the $40 card now. I want to be the guy selling the $350, you know, gem mint card. So that that's that's my thought process here on this. Uh and and at the end of doing this, where it's coming to at, at on full circle, it no matter how good these guys are for me, right? It, it's the same as what I did with Ritter last year. Stroud, Richardson, I'll sell all these cards by August. 
I'll sell them all by August. In December, I will start again with a new batch. Whoever comes in, whoever's drafted, whoever looks good, whoever, I'll start a new batch, you know, going out. And uh, and on, on Hooker, right, uh, sometimes all they need to be is announced as the starting quarterback, and that's the time to sell, right? And because all of a sudden people will be like, oh, I want to go buy him. Or maybe he comes in in a backup role. Maybe golf gets hurt next year and he comes in and plays well a couple of games. That's the time to sell. That's the time to move it, right? Unless there's an announcement made before next year that that he, he would be a starting quarterback or he's challenging for the starting position. Then, uh, you know, he, he could go in August or by August like everybody else. But that's my thought proce process. You know, with that, we're at the end of the year, right? Getting ready to start a new year, you know, big things, making big moves for the new year. We're hoping to, right? Hoping to. Uh, I hope everybody has a safe New Year's. I hope you enjoy these, uh, these holidays. Nothing better, right? I think than having football on holidays, right? Like last week, you have it on all weekend. You know, we had football Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Right. And this week, same thing, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. There's no Monday games, but Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then it's over, right? The holidays are over and Tuesday it's back to work. Well, I hope everybody, like I said, has a happy new year and we'll be back uh, this week with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <laughs>